Hello and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yeah. How's it going? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, things to announce. Things to announce. Indeed. Real quick. Um, before we get to the guests, we've got mm-hmm. guests today. Um, so it's going to be a delightful uh, a delightful show. But real quick, I want to announce... Uh, um, I want to put out another call for questions for um, Pilar Alessandra. Uh, so if you have any movie-related or not movie-related sex and dating questions, we'll make of them movie-related uh, for the... Um, Pilar talk segment that we're going to be doing. I'm going to be. I have a time that I'm going to be meeting with with Pilar soon, uh, so I want to get those questions in. Um, so send those to David at BattleshipPretension.com. Don't bother Tyler with them Please because don't. he doesn't care. Uh, also, now last week we recorded a bit early in the week, so there's a lot of developments have happened. Stuff we couldn't announce last week. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we have uh, September third is the new live show. You guys knew that. Uh, live at Meltdown Comics at 8 p.m. on Saturday, September 3rd. It's, it's 10 bucks. It's 8 bucks in advance. Uh, follow the link. Just go to the battleshipretention.com. The uh, post for the live show will be uh, permanently sort of at the top mm-hmm. of the page um, until the show. You can click on tickets there. 8 bucks in advance, 10 bucks at the door. And we have a solid lineup now that we, we didn't do. have last week. So we've got a uh, uh, friend of the show, recent guest, Benny Arthur. Mm-hmm. Um, Multiple guest, uh, Paul Goebel from the Paul Goebel Show. The King King of TV. King of TV, yeah. Um, The headliner from our first show will be headlining this show, our first live show, uh, Bill Dwyer. That's Mm -hmm. very exciting. And then um, uh, we're very excited about this. She was on the show recently. Lorraine Newman will be doing... She doesn't do stand-up, but she will be there doing something something funny live. So uh, don't miss out on that. If you live in Los Angeles, come to Meltdown Comics, 8 p.m., September 3rd. Uh, seven seven five two two Sunset Boulevard. Uh, you can get tickets online at battleshipretention dot com. I mean, special thanks uh, special thanks to Adam Rebitaro for yet another wonderful promotional poster. Yeah, the poster. Check out the poster. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But that's it got that out of the way. That's neither here nor there. In bit. record time, two minutes and fifteen seconds. Pretty exciting. We are uh, ready to get to the guest. So, uh, who are our guests today, Tyler? David, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm very sleepy, but I'm get, but you know what? I'm going to get pumped up. Because here's the, here's the deal. we got a couple of comedians, uh, as usual, but we don't often have two. So let's see how this goes. So we've got, uh, I mean, not in the best possible. It's out of vote of confidence. <laughs> we didn't, like, pick two comedians at random. These are guys who are friends. Yes, like, we've yes had, absolutely. We've had, yeah. multiple, we've had, you know, people who work together, like a Jimmy Pardo and a Matt Belknap, or... Yeah. Paul uh, Goble and Josh Fadum. See, that yeah, that, I was going to say it, this is not going to be a, <laughs> okay. a Paul Goble Josh Fadum uh, episode. Um, oh, it's actually, it's you know not. what? I don't know that. Maybe these two will scream over each other well. for two hours, and we won't get a goddamn word in. But uh, sorry, who are the guests? This is what I'm talking about. See, I'm I'm trying to. Uh, I don't want to raise any expectations, but here's who we got. We've got uh, Rob O'Reilly, and we've got Barry Rothbart. Rothbart. Roth, it's pronounced Rothbart. Rothbart. Okay, I wanted to make sure because uh, did you did you want to say Rothbart? There's no pause in between the Roth Rothbart. And the Bart. There's yeah. a dash, right? <laughs> uh, there's an ellipsis. Okay, I have the only last name with an ellipsis <laughs> and a question mark. Rothbart. It's actually it's it the Spanish question mark. It's upside down. <laughs> that way you know going into the name that it's going to end with a as a question. So, uh, but thanks for being on the show, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. That's absolutely. Rob. <laughs> oh, indeed. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Rob O'Reilly, and I'm Barry Rothbard. <laughs> <laughs> I think they get it. See, now ha- people have their ears, their aural levels set to recognize 
and disting- distinguish between Rob and Barry. That's David right there. People know that. By this now. is Tyler. 231 episodes. Maybe before we say anything, we should say our full name. I think we're going to do that the whole time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Barry Rothbart. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, so, now you guys uh, are standard comedians, like most of our guests, um, and you operate chiefly out of the. Uh, the Southland, Los Angeles, and environs. Is that right? Ugh. <laughs> is that I just—it's always—I always enjoy. You guys are new to this. I'm sorry. I—I've been looking at this for 231 episodes. Just the—the the look of such satisfaction. It's like, oh, I'm going to get to say environs in a moment. <laughs> I just said it. I'm very pleased with Does myself. Does he say that word a lot? No, no I, it's there just, are just certain words that are and turns a phrase. Yeah, yeah, they're fun to say. You know, yeah. like how often do you actually get to say the word reservoir? You should cherish it, right? Pituitary. Oh. Whoa, that's a good one. Nice. Yeah, or, or, or tributary. All I could think of when you said environs was uh, the name Jeremy Environs. <laughs> <laughs> if that could be something. Uh, so, no, is, is, is that correct? You're chiefly Los Angeles and environs-based. Yes. We both moved here from uh, New York. I was a year ago. He was a year and a half ago. Two years. Yeah, yeah. two years I've been here. Yeah, we're... Uh, we're both we we met in New York mm-hmm. and uh, and have rekindled again here. <laughs> Our friendship love. Oh, nice. We have a bromance. Oh, okay. I've heard about those. Yeah, yeah I hear you guys. Have one. Yeah, I hear, every, I I hear I everyone. I have. Uh, I hear everyone thinks you guys live together. That's what People told do me. think that the it's, guests yeah. come over and they assume we live together because I think they assume that guy, nerdy guys who have a podcast in their late twenties still have to live together as opposed to having fulfilling day jobs and social lives and romantic lives. Tyler's goddamn married. Yeah. I don't know why I have to <laughs> put such a negative spin on it. Yes, it's a very positive force in my life. David. I've said before, Tyler got married, what, like seven years ago or something? Six. Six years ago. How old and are you now? I'm 29. <laughs> yeah, pretty young. Ooh, young age. So I remember thinking at the time, we both, <laughs> this is when we were living in Chicago, thinking at the time, like... This is when it starts. My friends are going to start getting married. Six years later, Tyler is still my only married friend. That's right. I keep thinking that, yeah, like, I'm, like, going to enter the age soon where people do it. But Yeah. Uh, a lot of people guys? from... I'm from Ohio. I'm 26. A lot of people, you know, that I went to high school with are getting married, but they're not, like, my friends. Like, I still haven't had a friend get married, really. Hmm. Yeah. I'm planning to get married and divorced before I'm 30. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't have one of those. Yeah. I think with that attitude, you'll be able to do it. Yeah. That's really, I actually keep telling my current tell girlfriend. Her. I keep telling my girlfriend she's my she's going to be my first wife. That's my little joke. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's always like a follow-up joke about some sort of Asian secretary. But um, um, she loves it. Loves very it. vaudevillian. <laughs> so, now I got... Tyler, I, I got some inside scoop before the before we started recording. Oh boy! Um, that Barry, you are from New York, New York City, as uh, you specified, the Barry, city of New York. Barry Rothbart, yes, I'm from New York. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Rob, though you lived in New York, you do not hail from there. This yeah, is, this is what I picked up. Yeah. Okay, got it. I also just said it on the podcast, so <laughs> <laughs> like literally a second ago, I said I'm from Ohio. Yeah, I, was, I, was I was able was to setting up myself. that little uh, thing in my head that I. But thank you for getting me to attention. repeat that I'm from Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I zoned out for a second. You guys live together. Right? <laughs> <laughs> We've lived together for six years. He warned us about this, their cats together. We came in, they've got cats. Are they your cats or your wife's cats? I have one cat. His name is Charlie. But is it like 
you got it together, or is it your wife's we, cat? Uh, we, we, uh, I don't like to use the word rescue. <laughs> we, we got him from uh, uh, the uh, an alley in Chicago behind our building. Huh. And uh, so we, uh, a, a, a very mean neighbor decided he had one too many cats and decided to let one of them into the alley. And that's, that was basically the end of it. So he was just sitting there meowing in the parking lot. So we took him in. To shut him up. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> and uh, how many times has your wife been on the podcast? <laughs> uh, you know what? None. There was, yeah. there was I, I see think for is. episode 200, yeah, we, were we were talking about having my wife and his girlfriend my, on the show. My girlfriend was all for it. Yeah, and uh, my wife was kind of in favor of it. I was not because I know how, no offense listeners, how dickish the internet can be. And they're pretty dickish to us. Which already bothers me. If they were to start like making fun of my wife, it's like, okay, well, podcast is over now, and I don't want that to happen. Here's, and how does your wife feel thing. about your patronizing <laughs> patriarchal attitudes? Sorry, go ahead. Is that is that what we're calling chivalry now? Yeah. You know why chivalry, chivalry is dead? Because liberals destroyed it. I have no I have no problem with liberals except like David. Welcome I'm, to Obama's America. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Thanks Robert, a lot, I, Biden. I cut you off with this took a weird was turn. Probably more uh, I like to take it. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, I uh, I just wondering if anyone out there has a theory that neither of you actually have a girlfriend and wife. Respectively. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tyler's got two beards. Basically. No, my, I've, I have. Uh, She's in the other room. Sure. Yeah. We're in one room. we're in a studio apartment. <laughs> Listeners, it's all bullshit. She's, in, she's in the closet. You just you open it up and she's just standing. I think you're in the closet. <laughs> there's, actually, there's, a, there's a broom with a female's picture on it. <laughs> I love you so much. You give uh, meaning to my life. No, you can't be on the show. So um Where where in Ohio? Where in Ohio? Cleveland. Cleveland. It's the end of all conversations. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> like, every time I meet someone, I'm like, they're like, oh, we're in Ohio. And I'm like, Cleveland. And like, they'll either say like, oh, Drew Carey show. Or like, they'll no, say. I'm go with Harvey P. Carr, I think. Yeah. Mm. For Cleveland. Who's that? I don't even know who this. American um, Splendor. American Splendor. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, sure. But if you had said Cincinnati, is that the chili? What's it called? Five Star Chili. Yeah. yeah. It's a great one. Okay. That's what you know about Cincinnati? <laughs> That's all I know. WKRP. I know that. Yeah, and if not, you said Columbus, I would have asked you about the Blue Jackets, not um, or the Buckers, the uh, <laughs> Airborne, the movie Airborne. Which one is with that? Seth Green? Seth Green, yeah. where they're rollerblading down Devil's oh, Peak. Right, <laughs> Devil's Backbone was the name of the. They, is that in Cincinnati? It was like this weird movie where uh, apparently the entire town is into rollerblading races. Uh huh. <laughs> like as the whole happens, town gathers and they do this huge race through the town, and it's like. There's a bully. It's like a. It's an '80s movie, but in the '90s. Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, it's uh, and I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember thinking like, these guys are pretty are kind of cool. I wish I could be like them. <laughs> yeah, but me too. I, I can't. <laughs> I wanted so. to be them. I would because I was a rollerblader, and I was like, what kind of bearings do they use? <laughs> uh, that's the one word you could throw out there. If you know about rollerblading? Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, I got really good bearings. And, they, and the people would always do that. They'd like. They'd like pick up the wheel and spin yeah, it yeah, and like show you how fast yeah. it spun and be like, right? Like, Abex. <laughs> Abex 5? Abex 7? <laughs> but that's the thing about those movies that are like, uh, like, that's the suspension of disbelief that you have to pretend that, oh, everyone's into this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I know the Sklar brothers have that joke about the Karate Kid where she says like, or he says, have you heard about the big 
karate tournament this weekend and she's like yeah who hasn't yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course <laughs> or like uh, like i was thinking about the mighty ducks recently and like they're this shitty peewee like hockey team but there's multiple like montages of like front page newspaper like yeah. what newspaper is covering the last place peewee hockey team that's a good point here's the thing though like with movies like that when it's a when it's a big deal in the community we watch that and we're like oh that's cute Friday Night Lights comes along and football literally taking over this whole town and everyone puts way too much pressure on the kids. That's just sad. It turns into right. it like well, that's a hard hitting drama. That's true. true. Yeah. 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 But uh, I would like to know if there is a real community out there that treats rollerblading well, the way that they, that uh, well, this, the thing was, this wasn't just a community. This was a city of Cincinnati, which is a major city. And like, not only were were people gathered to watch this, but they were like, if you didn't win, or you weren't like in the top ten, get out of town. Like, it was like, oh yeah, you can't go into restaurants. Like, you can't even you can't even function. You could in this go to restaurants, anymore. just not the good ones. Yeah, like, you go to you go across town. Thank you. Yeah, across the tracks. And it's for the, they were wearing, like, knee pads and wrist guards. <laughs> uh, now, I went through all the things I know about cities in Ohio. I wish I could think of something for New York City. There's nothing. There's, like, Thanks no Hughes, reference. But that was a while ago, right? Um, oh. It was actually, it was featured in a Janet Jackson music video oh. years ago. <laughs> but that's about it. Is anyone yeah. famous from there or anything? Like, no. 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 Sydney Poitier? Mm. No. That's the guy from Sneakers. New Jersey. <laughs> sneakers. The Anyone sneakers? you think right. is famous from there is from New Jersey or Chappaqua. Mm. So. Sydney Poitier? Did I say that already? <laughs> <laughs> Reservoir? I think you, every <laughs> reference for the rest of the show is just me saying Sydney Poitier. <laughs> I think you might have gone almost too French with it. Poitier? <laughs> oh, yeah. You you guys say it wrong? Le Poitier? I, I try to say I it say like, Le Poitier. I say Poitier. <laughs> Poitier. Yeah. Sydney I don't Poitier. say it like that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but I do try to embrace America. Being conservative, mm. as I, I guess, set up earlier, um, in a uh, facetious way, of course. So, um, how did how did you guys get into uh, get into comedy? Were you doing comedy in uh, <laughs> right in, after nine eleven in Cleveland, Ohio? Uh, September eleventh, hey, yeah. The country needed to Pretty laugh much. again. <laughs> Never they forget. To laugh. Sorry, it's kind of an inside joke. Um, yeah, I thought it was funny. I uh, yeah, yeah, we both started right after nine eleven. Um, unrelated. Uh, I did it at a high school talent show for the first time. Uh, talent. And it, it went really well. Yeah, I call it talent. Fuck yourself. Um, uh, and What's I, that Ohio accent we all know so well? Yeah. From Harvey Picar. Sure. Did he have an accent in the movie? I don't know. Uh, he, Paul Giamatti played him, so he had Paul Giamatti's accent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah from Ohio. <laughs> I sound like New Jersey. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I built up a false sense of confidence because my first show went great at a talent show, and then um, I took it to an open mic in inner city Cleveland, um, and it was one of the worst and best experiences of my <laughs> life. At the, it was the worst at the time, and in hindsight, the funniest thing that's ever happened. I did like an open mic with like nothing. It was like all black people in the audience. Like the guy that went up right before me just destroyed, and his closing joke was, "I eat ass like a crab." I'm like, yeah. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, and uh, people lost their mind. They just went nuts. Hey, it's like a standing good, ovation. Good bit's a good bit. I'm yeah. laughing. You know? Is that why they call crabs the ass eaters of the ocean? Is that where that came from? Um, my guy's joke. Yeah. Rob O'Reilly. And it, it was... Uh, <laughs> the uh, Yeah, it was like I went up and I was like, damn, you know. I didn't connect with you. I was like, don't you guys hate it when your DVD player breaks and you got to go to the other side of your mansion? Because um, I was from the suburbs. And, uh, 
Uh, and then I bombed really hard. And then I didn't do it again for like a year. And then the next talent show came and I did it again. I don't know. I only did like a handful of times the first like few years. But I feel like this is both in comics we had on the show and just listening to other comedians talk on whatever other podcasts there are. It seems like this is not an uncommon experience. This, this like happening to do very well the first time is what like lead someone even though they might they might yeah. they if might you, bomb for the next I year. I think there's probably a lot of people who probably could have been good stand up comics who just happened to have had a bad set their first time. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. never not done well. I've been doing this like seven years now. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. I want to so badly. Like I try <laughs> Has so it been hard. Seven years since nine eleven? Well, I did it once during 9-11, then I took a long break. Um, actually, by, by during 9-11, you mean like that morning? During. No, during. No, I did it during. There were still planes in the air. The first tower fell, and you're like, I got to get on stage. I got to get on stage immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did it in the uh, in a TV lounge in my college while they were watching. Um, well, how, how, how did you... Uh, He's oh yeah, I did start the day after nine eleven uh, at, at a Holiday Inn in Randolph, Massachusetts. I did a show and I bombed terribly, and then didn't do it again for like three years, two, three years, something like that. <laughs> Not knocking on the. Uh... Oh, is that does that help? You guys want me to do that? You could, yeah. I mean, if you could, is that a little harder? Can you hear that? <laughs> uh, Just start slamming your head into yeah. the mic. It's fine. And then what? Uh, I guess. What brought you to Los Angeles, and then we can... An airplane? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you, Rob? (laughs) (laughs) I'm show business, you know. Wanted to make it famous. Chasing the dream. Chasing the dream. Here's my my joke about moving to L.A. I guess I'm extra famous. Uh, Little tip... I moved here to make it famous. A little tip when airport security asks why you're flying to L.A., don't tell them that you plan on shooting a pilot. Uh, I enjoyed that. Um, (laughs) Hey, I'm going to have to pick that up now. For all the listeners, Rob threw something that didn't go nearly as far as he wanted it to. You would think that a bottled water camp would go pretty far, but... It was almost feather-like. That's very strange. It floated. Yeah. Is there an ether in here? <laughs> it was actually... It weirdly moved slowly. It was very strange. It slow, moved slower than you'd expect a hard object to move. Um, I mean, you've been out here a relatively short amount of time. But both of you less than two years, right? That's what... I got to, I got some more inside scoop. Oh, okay. I appreciate that. Thank Is that you. right? Less We've also talked about it on the podcast. I, you asked this. There's no inside scoop. Everyone <laughs> listening is like, yes, you've already asked that. Barry's two years. I'm a year. I'm, record, I'm in the I, podcast. I was enjoying the question. Okay. We're the journey. It's about the but journey. Is that, no, Where's that, this question going? You've both been here relatively, a relatively short amount of time and within the next month or so, you will have both done the Tonight Show. Is that right? Well, yes. I haven't done the Tonight Show. Oh, you were on the Tonight Show. I was on the Tonight Show when I was like 21 as a correspondent like the I was you know interviewing people on the street okay um, and I'm gonna do it for real yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah yeah it's uh, it's good yes LA is uh, you know it's where you come to uh, to get on podcasts and, and audition and it's where dreams are made this was our dream battleship protection oh wow this we have not, really this low dreams. Even, this isn't even our dream. Um, we is, the, is your title a play on words with the movie title Precious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done. Um, <laughs> thank you. Because so, uh, she was the shape of a battleship. Now, with, <laughs> <laughs> with, with all this 
careerism, rampant careerism mm-hmm. at this table right now. It's a disease. Good words. How, how do you guys find the time to watch movies? Do you? There's a lot of daytime for you when you're a stand-up comic. A lot of afternoons. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watch a ton of movies, yeah. It's, what it's have you, all what I have you guys do. seen recently? Uh, In the theater, at home, I've Netflix. I've seen so much. Uh, let's see, Netflix, yeah. Hulu, I just Amazon I just Prime. watched The Adjustment Bureau two days ago. Yeah. I saw that a couple weeks ago. I saw it in the theaters. Me too. Mm, not too oh, I, I saw it at a press screening. Sorry. I've never seen a movie that I thought <laughs> there was like a bigger discrepancy between what the trailer made it seem like it was going to be and like what the movie actually was. Yeah. Didn't it seem like it seemed like a, like a sci-fi thriller? Yeah. And then it was like about God and angels. <laughs> yeah. And it was like a love story. Yeah, it, it winds up... Uh, and and it's not it's not un, unusual in uh, for sci-fi to like delve into spiritual things, but it did seem. It, part of me is like, oh, are you, oh, they're gonna satirize religion, okay? No, and then it's just like, oh, that's it. They're gonna uphold to me. It seems religion. like a really long like- LLB ad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like great outfits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some nice hats are back, guys. Yeah. Hats are back. Hats are back, <laughs> and you need them to go through doors. <laughs> oh, okay, spoiler you can't alert. Enter, yeah, you can't a, enter a door. A spoiler there, but uh, are we supposed to do spoiler? I don't think that counts. Yeah. But I mean, oh, I'll. I have no problem spoiling that movie because no one should see it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's it, a horrible. I didn't movie. enjoy it. Uh, I just saw the future. Oh, uh, the Miranda I, July that's movie. My second favorite film of the year so far. Really? Yeah, the future is good. Uh, yeah, the new Miranda July movie. I don't know. Did you see Me and You and everything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like I like her a lot. I love the book she wrote, the short stories. I haven't uh, read it. But. What's well, your first... I'm just curious now. What's your, sorry, we'll go back to what's your favorite movie, though? Uh, Tree of Li- the Tree of Life is my mm, favorite okay. Oh, you like those <laughs> drawn those. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it one but, can. Yeah, the thing I was like, if you didn't like Me and You and everything we know, then you won't like the future. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, I mean... Uh, I don't know I because she's, she's a divisive figure, and I understand why. I understand it, why her approach is maybe a little too precious to some people, um, and so I, I always want to. I, I, whenever I recommend that movie to people, I also want to give the warning: like, she's this an, is not for you. This is not going to change your mind. She's an auteur, sure, like yeah. Sydney Poitier. <laughs> I don't know. She's an auteur. Yeah, it's her style. Like you tell, you can tell you're watching her. Besides the fact that you're literally watching her, like right, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's her style of. Uh, reality and, and non-reality and yeah did you like the future well anybody can uh, oh no you haven't seen the fu- you you saw the future Just saw it. you haven't okay um, I'm sorry you Barry saw the future you Rob did not David has seen it I have not I'll see it in the future watch out <laughs> um, but uh, Barry Rothbard I said I saw it in the past <laughs> uh, I saw it at a press screening <laughs> That is that's our own little inside joke uh, with all the listeners, I guess. Um, yeah, the listeners don't like it when I brag about getting to go to, getting to go to press screenings. Well, I don't think I so, like it when you brag. I just yeah, don't so think I you do brag it. when you mention. Do you it. get to because you I have a podcast? Because of the blog, yeah, we do uh, good reviews on the blog portion of the. So they're just giving away press passes, huh? You pretty much, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Some people. How do you? Can you just? What do you just ask? And like, I, could I just make up like a credential and get a? Press? I think you have to actually have to send them a link to a website, but certain like. Studios are harder. Like some studios are cooperative, like Universal. That's how I saw the Adjustment Bureau and the recent film, The Change Up. Um, but the independent stuff, like the future, is usually not handled by the distributor, but by an independent PR firm. And so you get on a list with the PR firm. They know who you are, and then you get gotcha. invitations that way. How was the Change Up? Oh, my, uh, awful! 
Really? Okay. Instant classic? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my second least favorite comedy of the year. Oh, oh there was... I can't quite... So it's... Is it like What's third? number one in like your I worst? Tell the worst comedy of the year is Your Highness, in my Ooh. opinion. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I yeah. heard that was really bad. So you just see everything. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So I didn't see Bridesmaids, though. That's I hear that's good. good. That's a good one. That's what I hear. Oh, I liked it a lot. Yeah. You, yeah. Well, you've seen The Highness? You've seen Your Highness, but you haven't seen Bridesmaids? Press a weird guy. Uh, <laughs> I, I tend to only, lately, I've been only going to movies I think that I'll like. You know what I mean? Uh, that's a good approach. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's a lot easier than... I thought Tree of Life was the worst comedy of the year. <laughs> <laughs> you not one joke. Yeah. There's not one joke in that movie. <laughs> Still um, funny. Sometimes, sometimes I still do go to movies where I'm like, I'm gonna hate this, but I'm gonna get material out of it. Right, like Conan the <laughs> Barbarian, for example. That uh, comes out this weekend. Oh, that's oh, right, really? open yeah. by the time this airs. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I do a lot of colleges, and I went and saw Twilight because I was like, I know I'm gonna write material about Twilight, uh-huh. and I came up with like five minutes that I do at college. And now you're hooked. <laughs> and cut to a, an hour later, you're crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me in a theater with like 14 year old girls just bawling by so myself. So have you seen New Moon and Eclipse? The, uh, I did, yeah, I did, and I wrote more. Yeah, I've just, I have so much Twilight material at this did point. Do they have sex <laughs> at any point? Uh, they will in the next movie. Yes, it's Uh-oh. a big deal. I can show you. Uh, they in, see in, in the trailer. Weekly. They show. That's just like grainy penetration footage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you guys, it's like Asian porn. They're yeah. like they blur the penis going in, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a shimmery penis. <laughs> so, Rob, you obviously know a little about what's coming in Breaking Dawn. I haven't read any of these or seen any of these, but I yeah. Breaking Dawn sounds like an actual porno name. <laughs> Meet Dawn. <laughs> Meet Dawn's hymen. Oh. Okay, sorry. Have you heard and about then it's the, Red Dawn. the birth scene in Breaking Dawn? Do you know what happens in this movie? Uh, I mean, I, should I say? Or, yeah, I, I mean... Spoiler alert, have you seen she, she ha- I, I know because I was Dan Grove who was into the books, so uh-huh. like I know what's going to happen. Like she, she gives birth to like a vampire baby. But do you know how? Okay. Because it's a vampire baby, it's like killing her while it's in It's her. eating her from the inside. Oh, so that old gag. <laughs> he, the vampire, again, spoiler alert if you actually care, gives her a C-section with his teeth. He oh like my God. eats the baby out of her stomach. I that actually that. happens. I was about to say, does he tear it out with his teeth as a joke? Yeah, that's what happens. But that's the real thing. That's what happens. Wow. That's he horrific. Doesn't, he doesn't mind the cleanup, guys. It's food to him. <laughs> um... <laughs> Can you, yeah, yeah. That's is uh, my whole bit, and I mean it's 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 so plentiful <laughs> this bit, but it's about how n- no girl would choose that guy. Like, there's just so many beats to it because it's like, and then I part of it is I say that you know it. She, he ends up giving her like the world's worst STD, basically. Like he puts he puts a, ch- a living thing that's eating her alive from the inside <laughs> inside. Like there's nothing there's nothing redeeming about. It doesn't make any sense, the movie or the books or whatever. Yeah. Like, no girl would be like, oh, like a vampire. Like, she would just choose a human. She's like, right. I gotta choose between this vampire and this werewolf. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I choose not a monster. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's like the most Well, this is a world where vampires are extremely good looking. <laughs> right. And are And shimmery in the sun, right? Like all shiny and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Very popular. <laughs> I haven't seen them. I did. Watch, I've seen some of them. I did watch the first Twilight, and it was interesting because, of course, being a film nerd, when I think of like my favorite vampire movies, I think of like Nosferatu and and Dracula, and of course, like Bela Lugosi was viewed as attractive at the time, and you know he's Blackula? very even more so because mm-hmm. he was uh, well. 
that goes into our exploitation episode from right, a couple weeks ago. A, a, attractive vampires, you're talking about Eddie Murphy and Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> Certainly at the top of the list. Damn it, David, you knew where, exactly where I was headed. <laughs> but uh, And like Gary Oldman in, in uh, Bram Stoker's Rankula, who could be attractive uh, in one scene and then uh, hideous in another. And so I, I think of vampires as just like these parasitic, ugly creatures uh, as they've been represented in, in various films. And so then... Twilight comes along and it's like, oh, he's this really attractive guy, very pale, so I guess he, that means he's a vampire. But like, not only do they not adhere to certain rules, it's like, oh, um, some of them in the sun, some vampires in the sun will die. He actually gets even more beautiful, and it just seemed so like, man, they're really breaking a lot of that. It seems clear that you haven't seen Interview with the Vampire. I ha- you know what? I haven't. How was that? Very good looking. Okay. Very good looking. It's not it's a, a very, very good, good movie, though, I don't think. No, no well, I, I thought it was when I was younger. I saw it recently, actually. It's on Netflix Instant, mm-hmm. and I'd never seen it. And uh, it's not not a good movie. Do they sparkle in the sun? No. They don't go out. It's just kind of they like lounge around like this old living room the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really weird. Victorian yeah. furniture. And, Oddly enough, they don't like do any vampire your, things. your grandparents' friends hang out, but if they were like younger... <laughs> And you just know they don't do any of it, but you just know that they feast on blood. They don't do it in the film. They just make it. No, you see it. it. Okay. You see it. It's like instead of hard candy, it's just just blood eating people. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like think of your your grandparents' friends, and when I, they would be offering you hard candy, instead they're eating a person. <laughs> that actually put me in mind of the movie Hard Candy. Yeah, that's directed right, by David that. Slade, who directed Twilight Eclipse. Watch out! Wow, look and at this a guy. Episode of Breaking Bad. The connection um, master. All right, so just too much vampire stuff now, though. Yeah, and werewolves. Like it's like there's Teen Wolf now. It's like every show coming out is about vampires or werewolves. Yeah, there's uh, the Vampire Diaries. There's there's True, True Blood. Blood. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Why can't I go back to the good old days? <laughs> well, and then uh, also this weekend is uh, Fright Night, which I hear is actually pretty good. Ugh. But uh, I don't even care, even if it is good. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. How did you, so how did you hear it's good? The quotes on the poster. No, the, uh, <laughs> our our, uh, our blogger it was was that Kyle? I, I don't remember. One of our bloggers went to uh, a press screening. Not to brag, we sent someone to a press screening on our behalf. That's how important we are now. Press you screenings. send people. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> they do it for free. That's how much they believe in Battleship Pretension. Or foolishly believe that this is going to turn into something someday. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just don't like... Like, I wouldn't go to Fright Night because I don't want to support the ignorant views of people who run studios. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like people yeah. who run studios are like, these kids, they just love vampires. we got to get more vampire scripts. Yeah. They all sound like Jake LaMotte. <laughs> 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 hey, you know what? Come here. That's the Cleveland Get out of my office. I have um, to assume they have a cigar sticking out yeah, of their yeah, mouth yeah. at all times. But this is something... I don't like, get it. My daughter likes vampires. Uh... I get, this came up on another on the Paul Goebel show podcast, but with the Teen Wolf thing and Fright Night, it's like they're you, in theory they're calling them remakes to cash in on the recognizability, but then they're marketed towards people who are too young to know what they're supposed to recognize. Like the the average mm-hmm. MTV viewer doesn't remember Michael J. Fox and Teen Wolf, right. and doesn't remember Fright Night. The original. So they, they think it's just so a new old. movie? Well, yeah. no, I think it's I think it's kind of what you're saying, but I think it's like twofold. It's like they're getting, uh, maybe not so much Teen Wolf, but I think with a lot of things that are like remakes, it's like they're trying to get 
two crowds at once like the crowd who remembers it nostalgically Mm -hmm. but i don't think that crowd really goes and then like the crowd is like i didn't see it because i wasn't alive yet 20 years ago and to me it's new and it's not like i'm gonna watch the fucking 20 year old version of it so yeah people should watch team wolf though right uh I don't think so. I don't know. No. I didn't see it since I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Worst it seemed like it was probably a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> they cut that whole thing out of hoop dreams. That's 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 how it came about. But um, being a, that was great. Being a werewolf would make you better at basketball. That just yeah. follows. It makes you better at all right? sports. Okay. Um, in the new TV show, it's lacrosse. By the way, I don't know if you knew lacrosse. That. Yeah, it's not basketball. He plays lacrosse. They couldn't get the rights. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so vampires, that's sort of fantasy-related. This is a thing that we wanted to talk about. Uh, that's sort of <laughs> we had uh, We had put out, as we usually do to the guests. Um, now, I didn't know until about 90 minutes ago that you, Barry, were going to be on the show. But we had put out a uh, an email to Rob asking, like we do, what, what do you want to talk about? Um, and one thing that Rob came back with that really interested me was that... Uh, to to be reductive about it, fantasy films are racist. In yeah. In ways. Yeah, I think so. Uh, explain what you meant by that. Well, they use creatures as thinly veiled ways to be a, a bigot, basically. Like, mm-hmm. like I saw Harry Potter, the newest Harry Potter, or I guess the final Harry Potter, and uh, he just left. I want everyone to know that. <laughs> David went to get another beer. It, made me un- it makes me uncomfortable. I, should, yes. I, I got up to get a beer and then realized there was only one in the fridge. Your fridge. We don't live together. And now I feel bad drinking it because there's two guests here who would probably love a beer. But it's yeah, the you, guys, you guys, you guys like to up. share the beer? Yeah, you guys Jeremy up. and Byron's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you guys want this beer? It's do you want to share, share a beer? Do you want that? Okay. <laughs> just just drink it. your damn beer. Why does that look like novelty bread beer? <laughs> it looks like because like it's like it looks like beer. Yeah. Like, it looks like, like, like something's <laughs> just gonna pop out of it when you open it. <laughs> because we're in the house of people who it's don't called drink. name don't tag classic lager. <laughs> it's in the most generic bottle I've ever is seen. Is this the like, is this a video cast and you can't Ryan? have sponsors or something? <laughs> you have to blur it out. I don't know. Somebody brought it over for a uh, you know movie night and uh, it just this got, got to be. I swear this has got to be from like Trader Joe's or something. Is it? It's possible. Is. I can I see that. It's got that font. Uh, it's got font. Yeah. 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 Uh, so what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Fantasy, I guess. Why Whatever, fantasy films right? are racist. Okay. So Harry you're Potter. About Harry I saw Potter. Harry Potter. And um, the, in this movie, they have... None of you have seen it, right? Have any of you oh, seen it? What seen is Harry Potter? Potter? You've seen it? Can you say yeah. it? Yeah. They have... Um, <laughs> they, have you seen it for real? Though? Harry Potter? Yeah. The newest... It's you haven't seen it, right? I haven't seen any of them. They have goblins that are like... They're... Bankers, like they go to like a bank, and like mm-hmm. the bankers are all goblins because that's what the profession that goblins get into, obviously. Mm-hmm. And goblins are like little short creatures with like curly dark hair, big noses. They're obsessed yeah, with big money. Noses, you would describe them as hooked. Hooked noses. One could yeah. go that They far look like propaganda cartoons Asians. from World War Two. Yeah, making fun of Jews. Yeah. Like it's is so blatantly anti-Semitic. I don't know how I even heard anybody else complain about it. I'm like. I feel like offended for juice. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and then, like, you got me thinking about how many. Like, remember Star Wars? There was like the Intergalactic League of Nations. There were like, yeah. mm-hmm. there were like, like weird, like alien creature. Like, there were like the fish people, but they spoke like a 
like Asian stereotypes. They had like basically. stereotypical like Japanese. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, Talk about racist. <laughs> I'm that, not racist. Is, I'm just duplicating exactly what that they is do. exactly oh. how they sound. Like oh, I was not aware. That For all the listeners, a- Rob was holding his eye skin back. <laughs> 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 um, and Ewoks and were Armenians. <laughs> Everyone knows that, right? Um, but even yeah, even I mean, those are examples that are very like blatant. But even like if you look at Lord of the Rings, they're saying like no, like um, hobbits do this and elves do this and whatever. <laughs> like uh, John Reese Davies was, does, he's a dwarf. He's a dwarf. Dwarfs do this. Like there's not like it seems like people are born into these assigned class roles based on their ethnicity and they're not really allowed what, to to what, grow outside of it what blows me away though is is that maybe they do represent other ethnicities but they all have a vague british accent in every <laughs> fantasy movie like what i just want once they just go all out and have like a queen's like the nanny accent <laughs> oh come on tribunal <laughs> that wasn't a bit i swear <laughs> uh but I, I do, and like, if you've have you read the Harry Potter books? No, because there's a lot more in there about the um, the house elves, um, and they're also like horribly oppressed and born into essentially a lifetime of servitude. And most of the wizards are like, yeah, that's what that's what they do. That's what they want to do. And it seems like a lot of fantasy films that have they have fun with the different types of creatures and creating different types of creatures, but then they sort of uh well, okay hold on, hold on. there's a big distinction here because lord of the rings was written by cl c.s lewis right or no okay. that was uh jared token and it was like a, a long time ago like when was that written like 40s i think 30s or 40s a while ago i mean we, a, different, we a different a different time harry potter was like recently written right and right. it's like but i mean I don't it's know not like true. you know we, we live in a different era yeah. like you can't you can't get away with stuff to the same yeah. extent and i feel like it's a lot worse to me that it was written in modern times and it's clearly coming from like a very christian place like it's like a christ figure like it's like okay it's like lion witch in the wardrobe i get it it's like obviously very christian mm-hmm. but it's like you know that was i mean that was like blatant like the lion was god like uh but it, it was written a long time ago like it's like now it's just like Oh, another Christ figure and then you're gonna like make the Jews like the enemy and like you're gonna like I just feel like it's just so like the Christian right like influence on Have movies Battlefield Earth isn't that yes it's like a Scientology movie. movie yeah I haven't seen it the Christ analogy I also don't know it's unexpected unexpected <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah it's uh this goes so well with uh, last week's episode in which we profiled the directorial career of Mel Gibson. And uh, so, but now we're talking about hobbits and Christ analogy and uh, anti-Semitism. Um, yeah, you'll find it a lot. You find it a lot in, I mean, you mentioned the characters from Star Wars, but there it's all over the place with uh, the, I mean, I guess maybe all Star Wars movies. One could say that C-3PO's little uh, anti-British just because he, in, in the old, in the older movies, like he's the only one, well, I mean, there's Obi-Wan Kenobi, but, like, he's fastidious, he's effeminate, and he's really, like, anal retentive, and he's British. And it's just like, ah, yes, that's how they are. <laughs> we, we know how the Brits are. Right. But, um, but the new ones, yeah, because there is a, uh, in Phantom Menace, there's a, uh, there's a, like, a Jewish stereotype there as well, which is the guy who owns uh, Anakin and his mother, and he has, like, a very, he has sort of, 
like a vaguely Middle Eastern accent, and he's got kind of this uh, nose thing, and yeah. he's like, man, how how do you get away with this? Like, <laughs> this is really... But that... I think that's actually... It is purely a function of fantasy and science fiction and horror. Like, we've talked on the show about how the extreme aspects of those genres allow people to explore things uh, and satirize. We were talking about the Adjustment Bureau and how because it's sci-fi, it could satirize religion. It doesn't, but it it could have. Um, And so you got, like, Night of the Living Dead talking about race relations and Dawn of the Dead talking about uh, consumerism. So, like, in the genres, you can do a lot with it because people aren't really expecting it. And when you, when you, uh, when you rob... Uh, O'Reilly, right? Rob O'Reilly, Rob, Rob, Rob O'Reilly. Sorry, I, I, I was like the Rob other Rob O'Reilly. in the room was just like what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, when you mentioned that in your email, I remember thinking like, I guess that is the flip side of sort of the pass that people might give to fantasy is you can incorporate stereotypes and people will just be like, what? man, that Jar Jar Binks sure is a crazy character, not at all like an old timey. Uh, black st- like uh, minstrel show mm-hmm. stereotype. Wait, yeah. is he Jar Jar Binks? A miss I love a chicken and watermelon. Something like that. Yes, <laughs> actual line. Wait, that was never a black accent ever. <laughs> <laughs> that was like that's how he talks. If you said chicken and watermelon at the end of any accent. <laughs> um, but I do know a lot of. People I think, but, who, but what uh, you but you keep saying the word satire and like you know it'd be one thing. It would be satire if they use these stereotypes disguised as something else to make a commentary, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, if like you had, crash? if you had zombies and they were like, don't let these zombies build pyramids next to ground zero, uh, <laughs> or something that would like connect to a political thought or something, but it's just like, they are just using them to make fun of those stereotypes. Like there's no, it's not satire because right. they're just oh, being it's racist. Using, it's using, it's almost like a shorthand when you walk in the, in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, the first one, when Hagrid walks him into the bank and you see two rows of goblins with these short like the curly hair they're short they have the hook noses like there's something you know from the history of racist stereotypes exactly who the characters are supposed to be it's a it's a shorthand and, and kind of an offensive how do you know they weren't trying to make a point maybe they were That's, well what well, would the point they rowling and, 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 Jews Jews run banks, yeah. and they're evil basically the point they'd be making is that they're and also i mean as it goes on like uh, I don't know. I don't want to spoil the last Harry Potter movie. I don't know if you guys saw the mo- most recent yeah, yeah. movie you were talking about. Yeah. I won't spoil it. But there's, like, not only are they bankers, but, like, uh, Griphook, that's the, uh, the the goblin's name, Yikes. the main one, um, is, like, super, like, greedy and scheming. He's kind of like Shylock. Yeah, in a lot is. of ways. Uh, let's be honest here. Jews run the banks, right? <laughs> I mean, this isn't something new. I work in Century City, so when I go into the bank, it's all Persians. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's my st- that's my stereotype. Um, that's, that's the center a- of the banking industry. But they're not Century owning City. <laughs> but I think it's interesting because because I'm sorry. What was the character's name? Grip Hook. Did Grip you say? Hook, yeah. And so the idea of because you know Harry and Ron and Hermione as they go throughout the films, there's instructors or you know, or uh, members of the Ministry of Magic who will help them or, or hamper them or whatever. Uh, but even th- like this guy helps them, but even even as he's helping them, he's doing it purely for personal gain. 
even though he knows, like, if I help Harry Potter, Voldemort loses, and thus we all get to live. I still want something out of this, though. Like, I really want yeah. something. Once it's over, I would like to be ahead a little bit monetarily. And so I feel like, uh, yeah, it is kind of a negative. And it's, and it's strange. I didn't, uh, I didn't really think of it until the newer film. I, like, I didn't really think of it in the first film, and you don't really visit the bank again until, until the, the last one. Mm-hmm. But even then, but once, once he was given a character and the character was so, so negative, I was just like, oh, hmm. That's uncomfortable. Speaking of uncomfortable, right? <laughs> Let's just all stay quiet. For a <laughs> I fell asleep for a second. Did you guys? That's fine. Happened? It happens. No. I'll try to avoid. You guys live together. We were talking about we live together. And then, of course, I, now I didn't see Transformers Two. Did you guys? I did. Oh, we saw it together. The Re- Revenge one, of the Fallen. Yeah. Revenge about, of yeah. the yeah. 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 The yeah. One. yeah. That one was weird too because, like, even though they. And someone explains to me, but I still don't understand it. I don't really know a lot of, like, the... I never watched it growing up. But, like, they're aliens, but they speak with, like, very, like, geocentric, like, accents from the the Earth. Mm -hmm. Like, some of them have, like, British accents, and some of them have, like... You know, American like New York. I'm, well, a, I'm a New Yorker robot. I'm the robot that's from New York, and I'm like, they all like came from the same place, but they're like, and I'm the British robot. That like, it doesn't make sense. Some of them are sassy for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> but in the second one, I haven't seen it. On the fat movie. robot, that doesn't make sense too. There's like a fat one. Like you're a robot. How do you do you get fat? And a robot, I'm the big fat can, robot. And the robot uh, robots can change what they look like. Yeah. Why not just? Why would not you be not fat? be fat? Yeah, it doesn't um, make any sense. And I didn't see any of the movies, but you're talking about. I remember the controversy in the second one because there are two sort of comic relief characters who behave like stereotypical, like eighties, like like black guy, like jam band. Yeah, like they're, like, yeah. They're, 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 like they're carrying, <laughs> yeah. like they might as well, like they're they're like Radio Raheem from Do the Right Thing, like <laughs> yeah, walking yeah. around with a boombox. Are you saying that Spike Lee was was racist? Yeah, yeah. Spike you know what's racist too? And I just dawned on me. <laughs> I was just thinking. Men in Black. Remember, you think he like walks into the break room and there's like those aliens that are like, I don't know, Puerto Ricans. Or, I don't know what they're supposed to be, but they're like, hey, man, how you doing? They're like smoking cigarettes. Hey, yeah, man, yeah. Nothing, nothing. I like all these voices. This is <laughs> yeah, this is well, Michael Winslow. I, I, <laughs> I hope casting directors are listening. <laughs> Whoa, what? A, a bird just flew in. <laughs> a bird flew in. That was strange. Okay. Right up to Rob O'Reilly's microphone. <laughs> Now he's doing a dance. <laughs> it seemed more like a mogwai to me. Uh, I think Gizmo walked in. But uh, it's funny you watch like old movies, like uh, like Arsenic, Old Lace, like mm. around that era, where especially like detective or murder mystery movies, and every black character is like opening a door or like wiping down a table and uh-huh. just apologizing for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Or like thanking someone, and and that's it. And then they just shuffle away, and that's their whole scene. Yeah. Well, if if I lived in a society where most people didn't like or respect me i and it's like look i realized that i could get fired from this job for re- with no consequences to my employer i maybe i'd apologize a lot too just to keep everyone happy uh in yeah. in gone, gone with the wind there's a uh, butterfly mcqueen is great in that movie um but there's a part in it that like is it's so crazy that now it plays as as like funny like almost like satire like you're saying where she's 
freaking out and she says i don't know nothing about birth and no babies miss scarlet and then she gets slapped for her troubles yeah. <laughs> and it's like it makes me laugh when i watch and like it back in the day people so were cheering in the theater right, when that yeah. people were like yeah you're right she don't know nothing about no babies <laughs> it's and i i remember i mean as long as we're uh, going back i remember in the silent uh, comedy class that i took harold lloyd one of my favorite uh silent comedians if not my favorite actually i realize that's a silly <laughs> no i was laughing silly because I, that I just said my vision of a silent comedy class is just people silently sitting there <laughs> with each other, just mugging to each just, other yeah. <laughs> this is silent comedy <laughs> um and so uh and actually he was uh, i believe he employed if not the first like one of the first like black actors in a character as a character that was black now of course it was still like absolutely stereotyped and and completely racist but when people look back they look at Harold Lloyd as actually somewhat forward thinking because he was actually while he didn't change the nature of the character in the script he actually thought well might as well let these let these guys play the role rather than somebody in blackface just totally making fun of this other race it still makes fun of it what, but uh what movie again uh there was one called uh well it's an unfortunate title it it's called haunted spooks um but Whoa. the spooks have nothing to do with uh with that it's quite unfortunate that the, <laughs> that the term has since become something quite terrible um have you ever seen putney swope you know what? i, I uh, started watching it and it was late at night and i stopped it and i never picked it up back up but man it was great it's great but it's i certainly wasn't ready for it as i was watching it's kind of crazy it's crazy but by robert downey senior right? yeah yeah and it turns that racism we're talking about on its hat like it makes fun of how racist everyone is and i think it was one of the first to do that like it it made fun of like how these white guys didn't want a black guy at all Mm -hmm. and and kind of lampooned the white people and championed Uh this black hero even though he was like a janitor and he was (laughs) such like a a, a loser type character it was still made fun of like he becomes the CEO of a company by accident and he, he becomes CEO primarily because every other uh, member of the board did all the white members they did it as a joke yeah. thinking that they would somehow get voted for by others and so they did that and it come like his rise to the top comes out of them being smug and assuming that everything's going to go well for yeah. them. And sure enough, oh, we've made a terrible mistake. Terrible and, uh, mistake. A black guy leading us. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> Let's Not get back me. to Obama. <laughs> but uh, oh, we're just Meredith just walked in <laughs> <laughs> and spoke on Rob's. Um, I think the key to me knowing what voices I can do is Barry has to tell me what voice I just. <laughs> I just I I go for one thing and then Barry tells me what I actually did and I'm like yeah that was a good impression of someone I wasn't trying to do an impression. <laughs> There's uh and you know it's it's interesting because uh, you know we're talking about fantasy and and sci-fi. And I'm almost inclined to incorporate, especially old school, uh, like fifty, like forties, fifties um, Disney films into that because, of course, that was another genre as well that I think filmmakers felt they could do slightly different things with. And so, if you watch Peter Pan, which is a, a movie that I loved growing up, and when you watch it now and you see the whole sequence about what makes the red man red and mm. with the uh, 
the uh, Indian chief saying like how just it is it could not be more of a stereotype. The design even looks vaguely like the Cleveland Indians logo that it, people find so Isn't offensive. It that we still have a pro team named the Redskins. I just saw <laughs> that again recently. That we we actually still have a team named the Redskins. Yeah, and they made a big deal. I remember like the Red and Men. it's Washington. It's the, yeah, it's the like the We're capital the of the Redskins. Like yeah. you can't get more racist than that. Um, yeah, but it's funny. You, you, I just saw. Um, I guess this is it's it's even more recent. I, I just saw Officer and a Gentleman again. Mm-hmm. Do you, ever, do you guys ever see that movie? No. no, it's it's so indicative of those eighties movies. You've seen. <laughs> I, can't get, I can't get over this. You've seen the change up, but you haven't seen Officer and a Gentleman. <laughs> well, I, I, I wasn't getting invited <laughs> to press screenings back then. <laughs> it's just one of those movies where. It, this happened a lot in the 80s where it's like oh the best a woman could do is like get some guy to take her out of this town and like Mm. marry her like Uh wait for a successful guy and the big triumph is the end is he like carries her out of her job (laughs) like he's like the whole final scene is like you don't need to work anymore and everyone's like cheering (laughs) as she walks out of there but it was like it was so such indicative (laughs) of like the capitalism 80s where it's like it's like now I'm gonna be with a successful guy and we're gonna make a lot of money and a lot of babies most most movies are misogynist. I mean, even even movies made for women are basically shitting on women, <laughs> like deep down. Yeah, they're yeah. like you know, like most movie, like most romantic comedies these days, it's like about a woman who works in New York at a newspaper, mm-hmm. and she's got everything together, but she can't seem to get a man. You know what I mean? Like that's her one big flaw, <laughs> and her real very, very the only way to solve that. Burgess that? Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith early, Burgess. Only, early Burgess Meredith. Yeah. The only way to solve her problems is to reluctantly get with that guy she can't stand, yeah. and oh. then all the problems will be fine if she just has a man. This is you know? slightly off topic of the misogyny thing. This is the thing that drives me fucking crazy in movies. Like how often Hollywood movies um, they endorse this sort of like uh, you know don't be so ambitious and dedicated to your work and take time to think about your family and the things you love yeah. in your life. And it's meanwhile, that with both male and female characters. Yes, but I mean, meanwhile, the people who work for the movie studios who are greenlighting and paying for these movies yeah. are complete type A personalities <laughs> who don't believe that for even a second. At all, it is yeah. so cynical. Well, it I mean, is funny. I never you, you mean that Hollywood talks down on the public? Yeah. <laughs> really? I was uh, flipping through channels the other day and, and watched a little bit of Sweet Home Alabama Ugh. with Reese Witherspoon. And the that kid, is like, the Kid Rock video? Yeah. <laughs> um, that that is all these things because it's like yeah she's exactly that the woman who has everything together but uh, not her love life or whatever uh, but it's also this condescending like uh, um, you know real America is in the middle of the fucking woods where people whatever uh, yeah. walk around their bare feet and uh, all these horrible stereotypes but it's in Century City it's kind of bleeding into how I actually feel about rural areas yeah I think about <laughs> halfway through you stopped being facetious in what you yeah. were saying I love yeah. how yeah, you're like they're being condescending these fucking hicks with their no <laughs> shoes and their- but I'm well, saying this is actually I mean, the, again the people who make movies don't live in the middle of Alabama yeah, yeah. Peoria there's always that one scene where like the city girl gets off the car and, and gets like mud on her shoe and she's <laughs> right. like ugh I can't be here a second longer <laughs> yeah um, they're yeah, like, honey, you need to get radio heels. And, and she's like, oh, I'm stuck here with this yeah. town with all these men. And then, like, the hunky, like, carpenter comes lumberjack in. comes in. And he's like, oh, we're a real city. Guy. I don't know. Yeah. But he, meanwhile, he lives a filthy lifestyle in a, in a 
probably cockroach infested uh, shack. Man. And he's played um, by Josh Lucas, which right. can always set you what on happened edge. happened to you? <laughs> Where did your Dude, soul go wrong? He was raped by a lumberjack. This is what happens in the movies, not in real life. I'm sure... Oh. That all the people in the middle of Alabama are living in pristine houses. That's not what I'm... Steph uh, Smith, we're looking at you. Not. Yes, our, our, we have a listener named Stephanie Smith who's from Alabama, and she's uh, she's a delight, and I'm sure her house is upright. It's not Hold leaning. Uh, are we, there are no vehicles <laughs> are you guys, in the yard. Are you guys doing the type of numbers <laughs> where when you... We refer to Alabama. You can refer to your listener. Like <laughs> we, we, we have a listener in Alabama. She has, so. a, she has her own uh, podcast, and that's why we're aware she, of her. Yeah, we I'm get sure, slightly larger numbers, than okay. that, but only slightly. I'm sure we have <laughs> a little more than fifty. Number, we get about one percent in Alabama. But Stephanie has. We've been got our Ohio listeners. Going out to our listener, <laughs> <Yeah>. Stephanie. I <laughs> know uh, Stephanie's been listening. Right only one. This whole podcast <laughs> is just for one person. We don't. Oh no, like two way pager. Barry and I are like, oh, we assume this is on the internet. Oh no, 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 no. This is for Stephanie. We still haven't figured out the RSS feed. We just burn it to a disc and send it out to Alabama. <laughs> and she's so excited every, every week. But, all right. What I'm saying, go back to the Sweet Home Alabama thing. Like, God forbid there should be a guy who happens to live in the South who is also, uh, you know, has personal responsibility and yeah. has a good job and good prospects and cares about his future. Uh, it, that's apparently some evil thing that only happens in, in New York or Los Angeles. Uh, it's it's condescending to say these successful women should go, uh, like Reese Witherspoon, should go to this small town and find the guy who's maybe a little ruggedly handsome, but who will never make. And can't you just take that guy and bring him to the city where your amazing job is? <laughs> no, because then why you, you wind up with Crocodile Dundee, where he's just going to be like, "Man, look at all these cars! I don't get it." And then he'll wind up like riding like that was the original title for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> look at all these cars! I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even uh, I watched Sex in the City, not to brag, and uh, never heard of there, it. Even though it took place in New York, Carrie still manages to find a guy who's a carpenter, and is just <laughs> like, I want to move out to the woods, and then she's like, I don't like the woods. Like they yeah. even had that aspect in Sex in the yeah. City. Do you find? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, I bored. Like I bored Barry. I'm I just, sorry. I, I just reminisced. That's all. Okay. Back when my carpenter used to want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like you guys broke up. Barry got strong, nostalgic like, for the time later. before I brought up Sex in the City. Yeah. <laughs> remember those it's like, oh, I remember. Was remember when we weren't time? talking about this? <laughs> my uh, yeah, my wife enjoys uh, Sex in the City, and so it's uh, she, sorry. What? My wife take away in the city, huh? <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Um, but uh, and so I will listen to it from time to time. And my question is this, and it may seem I don't know, kind of strange. Do you, w- Rob, would you say that you find Sex in the City to be vaguely misogynist because it does deal in fairly broad yeah. stereotypes? Yeah, it's still misogynist. Okay. I think it's uh, a lot of people think of it as like. They're under this false illusion, like it's third wave feminism because it's like these women are like they're getting to use, you know, they have sex like men do, like they don't like Samantha, right? Like they, she doesn't care, she just has sex with whoever. But like ultimately, the end of the show is still like, well, they were just trying to find men, and they really right. weren't mm. complete people until they have men with them. Did you but just if, say three way feminism? Third wave. Oh, third. Yeah. <laughs> It's like that sounds hot, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and the attitude. But third wave Google it. is third wave is a synonym for not. It is not feminism. So what do we got? Like, no, that's not what, true. So what's your like, what's your uh, first wave feminism. feminism? Let's 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 break this down. First wave, first wave is, is like Susan B. Anthony. Okay, and that's basically like we need to be able to vote. And then second wave is like 
the sixties. That's okay. like, you know, um, we're sick of being the second mm-hmm. sex. We're, you know, we're burning our bras. We're, uh, it was very, mil- I don't want to say militant, but it was just like, you know, like we, like we deserve equal rights and we're mm-hmm. taking them and like, fuck man, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, third wave. Yeah. yeah. And then, and like second wave feminism, for instance, like they'd be against pornography, like because like it's like it's, mi- it's mistreating women and stuff. Mm-hmm. Third wave feminism, feminism is like, um, no, like we're women and we're like, you know, s- something like porn is okay because like it's like Samantha, you know, it's like it's like yeah. like we're women, we're allowed to have sex, like you know, and our our sexuality is a source of power birth for us. Uh, well, second wave had birth like we can have more controls, but the point that I'm trying to make is that. I, I love this podcast, by the way. It just delved into four guys trying to talk about them, <laughs> like <laughs> clearly having no idea what it is. I was being a little facetious, I guess, but I, I think the term third wave feminism gets applied to things like the pussycat dolls and stuff like that is, uh, that is not, I don't know about that. You don't you don't think you you don't hear that term applied to those sorts of things? I think I think it does, but it's, it is it does in a false way. That's actually that's people, what I'm saying. Yeah. When people use if the people word, say that they're wrong, basically. Yes, yeah. that's. That's the point I was trying to make. I'm trying to yeah. get to some common ground here because when I said that third wave <laughs> feminism is not, I guess I meant a lot of the times the way the word, the way the term is used, is incorrect. I don't mean to say that third wave feminism doesn't exist, but that people apply it to things that it's really just an excuse to have the pussycat dolls or whatever, which is not. I don't think there's any feminism to that at all. Do you think that with? Um with Sex in the City because of course the the big things uh, in the show and the movies and from what I hear the movies even more so than the show there's of course there an attitude towards men that as uh, Rob as you mentioned was like oh I, with Samantha like oh I can I can do this just as much as men and I can enjoy it the same way I can be uh, promiscuous and, and that's fine I'm empowered uh, so like there's that but then there's also of course rampant uh, consumerism which is like oh well I can't find a man but at least I've got shoes or whatever it is um, and I feel like I'm only slightly exaggerating you could apply that to a lot though I suppose I mean you know a Tyler Perry movies are like reverse racism like you watch a Tyler Perry movie and it's like it, it's like wow this black guy has a job like they're like <laughs> whoa and then they like it but it's so inaccurate too because it also like it depicts like every white person is just sort of like like over the top awkward around black people also which makes uh, it almost makes it like gives credence to the fact that like like we'll never we'll never yeah. live together yeah yeah it's it, it but the way that it, it it sort of champions like how amazing it is that these these some have jobs and some don't it's almost like yeah okay they could have a job just write a, a movie about it you know <laughs> like it doesn't have to be that big of a deal that you're so aware of it every time um how long we i'm sorry it we should wrap up soon but i still feel like i i, I want to make sure the air is clear between me and rob here on the issue oh, i'm not like upset with you third wave feminine no but we disagreed uh, on something and i wanted to s- <laughs> i want yeah, let it go man jesus <laughs> wait women can vote <laughs> I, 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 I i wanted to get to had to, to sort of hash out this idea of what third wave feminism is versus my perceived idea of how the term is misused and would yeah do you see what i'm saying do you see the point? That no, I'm I don't. But uh, <laughs> you could I not think, look I think, less interested. I think, well, in I, no, I just think that like your your logic and what you said was just off. You're like you're basically saying like people 
people misusing it means that it's like I don't know I don't know how to explain what I uh, just because people like have a false idea of what something is doesn't mean that it's like less no that's I I feel uh, like we're we agree. I just feel like I maybe started by being a little facetious, and then I'm not making my making myself clear because I do agree with you. Mm-hmm. But I think there is maybe a more rampant misuse of the term third wave femi- feminism than you perceive. I don't think I've heard people misuse it. I don't think I heard people say it a lot at all. So, but wh- you I and I read in different journals. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is all part of my new podcast called Third Wave Feminism with four guys. <laughs> yeah, and I do like it's like okay. We've talked about feminism and women. Where where can we go? Tyler Perry. That's where we can go. Because now we're four white guys talking yeah. about black women yeah. and black people. I think we've got this worked out. It's the all thing, part of our goal to thing, offend everybody. The thing that I think is annoying about third wave feminism, I don't really agree with it. Because it's like, they're like, well, we're, you know, our sexuality is a source of power. Well, the thing is, like, no. Like, just be people that... Are po- like you're powerful because you're intelligent and you're like everyone else, and you happen to be a woman. They like, also make people a little bit more than <laughs> guys do. No, but that's the ro- like that's falling into like the trap of. See, like, no, what you're talking about is feminazism. Everyone just groaned at once. David, go home to your environs. And <laughs> that broom on the corner just shook its head. <laughs> Do you have anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that a really awkward silence. Yeah, no, I feel like we need to get to uh, a, a place where we're all back on the same page. I don't actually. We're use on the, the same page. I don't use the term feminazi. That's a Rush Limbaugh thing that I was lampooning. Is that something someone sure. actually says? Yeah, Rush Limbaugh. Sure. Yeah, feminazi. says feminazi. I think yeah. that I think here's the moral of the story: is that David reads like really weird <laughs> stuff. Is like, yeah, everyone's misusing third wave. Feminazi. I'm like, I don't know why. Are you just reading like Fox News's website? Like, I don't. What are you? Probably, reading? yeah. That's yeah. probably what it is. You read the New Republic while listening to Rush Limbaugh, and uh, yeah, it all gets conflated, exactly used in my mind. Um, okay, so are you, co- David? Are you comfortable <laughs> with where we are? So not we can really, wrap up? not really. I feel like I'm uh, coming out of this. We're on the same page. Don't looking worry. the worst, but uh, that's, that's that's nothing I'm new. Going to, yeah. it's fine. It's uh, fine. I, I'm going to be the magnanimous host. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> allow you two to be the uh, the ones who leave this podcast smelling like roses. <laughs> How am I doing, David? I haven't been paying attention. That's a good call. It was, so you, Barry, uh, where, where can Jeff people Richards. find you and your work? Uh, BarryRothbartCares.com. Barry Rothbart. Is that really your website? You keep saying that. Maybe because it's my website. I, I keep thinking you you're keep joking. You keep saying the name Rob O'Reilly. Is that your name? <laughs> no, but it, it's not your website. Yeah, your website's like The Real Barry. No, it's Barry Rothbard Cares now. It used to be The Real Barry. Then I realized that wasn't the real one. <laughs> so I made Barry Rothbard Cares. Who's The Real Barry? Actually, both of those actually... They go, go to, to the bathroom. Barry Rothbard cares. Bathroom Rothbard cares. <laughs> bathroom. No, wait. Barry Rothbard cares. <laughs> so wait, do we get to the... Who's the real Barry? Levinson? Oh, no. Barry uh, White was oh. the real Barry. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so That's you right. can't take that away. He is. It was, uh, it was, there was a whole ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time ago. Rob's staring at me really angry right now. <laughs> do you yeah. dislike the uh, Barry Rothbard cares? Do you not like that website? The, the name of it? No, I love it. 
I was just on your website, but yeah, apparently it was. Yeah. It goes there still if you could do the real berry. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. It's on something called Tumblr. Oh, it's this new thing. You guys heard um, of it? Nope. No. Tumblr? <laughs> Tumblr. Rob, where can people find you? Third wave. Um, I live at <laughs> org. 1777 North Vermont, number 10. Uh-huh. Um, that's where you'll... Yeah, that's Stephanie. You'll... F- <laughs> So come, Stephanie. Uh, that's where you'll find me most of the time, most afternoons. One seven seven seven. Yeah, that's House of Pies, right? <laughs> wow, weird. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> spit take from Mary. <laughs> Mary completely just spit water everywhere. Um, this is my apartment. I live here. First Please of don't all, do that. So, <laughs> so weird that you know that. I, don't I know do. That. It's no, right, it's but you're right, right by, though. That's that's got to be right. No, I live like. Yeah, like next door to the House of Pies. I know the yeah, numbers. Right I used to I've live in Hollywood. I've only done like I know. three spit takes in my life, by the way. <laughs> How do you... Picturing Rob living at House of Pies? That's what I was picturing when I heard 777. I live at House of Pies. You'll, you'll find me there. <laughs> I just like to scrunch down in the booth and uh, take, a nice, take a nice nap. Do you know who the character actor Robert Reilly is? No. Okay. You know who he is? Yes, I do. Uh, he's the guy in Office Space... Who gets hit by the truck and then has, he's in the full body cast and he has the oh, yeah. idea for the jump to conclusions oh. mat. He's great. I've met that guy. I've seen him at House of Pies so many times. I just saw him on my street. Yeah, that makes yeah. He must live in that neighborhood. In House of Pies. He must. <laughs> I, think, I was, I was going to see. I didn't know he had a similar name to me. His name's what? I don't. I might be pronouncing the last name. You must be because I like feel like I'd remember R-I-E-H-L-Y-L-E, that. R i e h l l e. Yeah, I think I, that's about right. Real or really? Really, really is what I've heard. Really? Yeah, really. Robert, really, Robert, really. Uh, when so you yeah, see him on your screen, oh, you should really? say, like, we have similar names. Let's yeah. go to House of Pies together. Yeah, yeah. We should. Where, where we both live. <laughs> exactly. So people can find you at House uh, of Pies most. There's a most Star days. Wars actor named Robert O'Reilly. Yeah? Yeah. He was like a Klingon or something. I got like, you know, it's weird. My college agent was like, um, this, uh, this Star Wars, or sorry, Star Trek. Is that, was I saying Wars? Yes. You Star- said Star Wars, but you said I meant Klingon. Star Trek. So Star Trek can they're like they're, my college agent was like yeah the Star Trek convention uh, like wants to hire you to do a personal performance you know whatever and <laughs> and they're like does this seem like something like you do like she's just like really confused and I was like I was like though no, they must think that I'm Robert O'Reilly you turned it down <laughs> yeah you turn dress that like down? a Klingon and just do your act <laughs> I should have done it right wow yes. I just realized how stupid I am you and then have no been like, idea oh. how much work I get as Barry Levinson <laughs> <laughs> no clue <laughs> you directed an everlasting piece right uh, well I mean I, I went to all the press junkets <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just how surprised that's all you want to say um, website. I have uh, thecampuscomic.com, uh, at Rob O'Reilly on Twitter, facebook.com slash Rob O'Reilly. Just Google it. All right. Yeah. You can find us at battleshipretention.com. Email David at Battleship Retention, Tyler at Battleship Retention. I'm on Twitter at The Pretension. Tyler's on Twitter at More Lessons, uh, which is the official Twitter of his other podcast, More Than One Lesson, and More Than One Lesson.com. And my other podcast is the weekly television review show Previously On, which is at PreviouslyOnShow.com. So, uh, Barry and Rob, thanks for being here and uh, talking about racism. Can you feel the tension in the air about how you guys have other podcasts? I thought uh, that I was can. still third-rate feminism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, Did it you is. Thir- third-rate feminism? <laughs> third-rate feminism. <laughs> like, kind of phoned in. Third-rate. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Three way feminism. Hey. I don't need a man, but seriously, if he had a big enough diamond, then I'd, I'd take it. <laughs> That's third. It's really bad feminism. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys for being here, and thank you all for listening. And we'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.